Welcome back to Coffee with a Missionary. I'm your host, Ryan Marshall. Just wanted to talk to you a little bit this week about Pastor Appreciation Month, a little bit of church retention, and some things that we've had to go through in Papua New Guinea over the last week that uh, some people that don't live in a third world country may not understand, but we'll talk about it anyway so you can get a better grasp of what life is like in the field. Before we do that, I have a poem I'd like to read to you and hear from our sponsor, Anchor. this final episode of October, which is Pastor Appreciation Month, I would like to start with reading a poem by Judy Crow. Have you ever walked in our pastor's shoes and gone where his feet have trod? Have you ever thought of what he means to us and on your knees given thanks to God? Have you ever told him thank you for being there when times are tough and comforting words and fervent prayers when trials come and storms of life are rough. He answers our calls in the middle of the night and tells us not to worry, for he'll be there. He gives up his comfort of quiet rest and comes with prayers of comfort to share. Have you ever thought to say thank you, Pastor, for preaching God's word to help us understand? For all the times he has asked for things that will lend us a helping hand. When you pray, put him at the top of your list and ask the Lord to surround him with loving care, to give him strength and walk with him, to help him with the burdens that he must bear. Have you ever walked in our pastor's shoes and gone where his feet have trod? Have you ever thought of what he means to us and on your knees given thanks to God? This morning I was doing a Bible study with four young men, one of them being my youngest son, Ezekiel, the other three being men that are from here in Papua New Guinea. All of them are younger men in their early to mid-20s. And I shared some statistics that i like to share with you today uh, about just church membership in general and what kind of an impact that we have. Uh, We can help our pastors out. We can help our missionaries out. We can help everybody out in this aspect. Uh, But looking at it, 6 to 8% of people just walk into a church. Walking by, see the church. Hey, let's go to church today. Go inside. That's 6 to 8% of people. 3 to 4% of people had a need that drove them into the church. So they was just there and something happened and they was like, man, we, we should probably go to church. See, see if we can get this worked out, give it to the Lord. Uh, something will happen. They'll have a death in the family. They'll be looking at some jail time, some catastrophic event. Uh, you know, it, 9-11 is a perfect example. Something big happened. Everybody went to the church because they had a need. So three to four percent of people come because they have that need. One to two percent were evangelized outside of the church. So they went to a block party, an outreach event. They went to something and they were evangelized outside of the church and they ended up coming in. 
3 to 4% were attracted by a small group or a Sunday school group. We have small groups, we have Sunday school groups, and something entices people to come in. We have a Kids Quest department, or we have small groups of people that are like-minded, that like to talk about these things, have small groups about these things, and it draws people in. 80% of these people that come to church is out of people inviting them. So that means 8 out of 10 people that we know should be at least visiting our church when we ask. Uh, It says here that 83% of all people asked would go to church if they were invited to go to church. So a lot of people just aren't going to church because we're not asking them. So we need to be asking people to come to the church. It's said that the average church member has 30 acquaintances that are outside of the church, that they're close enough that they could ask people to go to church with them. But oftentimes, we'll just pass by them and they won't be invited. We will be held accountable for that, folks. So we need to be inviting everybody to church. So if 8 out of 10 people come and we have an average of 30 people, that means each person should be able to bring 24 people to the church. 24 people. That is 8 people for every 10 up to 30. 24 out of 30 is pretty good odds whenever people say that if they were invited that they would go. It's our job as Christians. We've been charged with a great commission to go ye therefore. So why are we setting? Why aren't we going? We just need to invite and see people come. Now let's talk about a few things that have happened here in Papua New Guinea that you don't really think about in a first world mindset, but let's talk about those things and see see how you feel about it. Had a pretty crazy week last week. Looking at it from a first world mindset, we don't think of some of the things that we've had happen, but they're realities whenever you're in a third world country. So I just wanted to share a few things with you on how our past week went and the differences between what we're used to in America to what actually happened here in PNG. It was pretty crazy. We had a windstorm that knocked out our power for about five days. And we thought it was longer than that until we realized that the people behind us and the people across the street from us, they had power one night and we didn't. So we look across the street and we look around. and You know, in the United States, we lose power sometimes for a couple hours, a couple of days. It's never anything super extensive. Uh, but here we, we lost it for close to a week. And then we realized that people around us had power. So we decided to have an electrician come. In the United States, normally we would call the power company like, hey, we don't have power. We need you to come check this out. Well, it's not so much the case here. We've been on lockdown since last Monday, uh, but then they changed it to Tuesday because people just wasn't listening the first day, and uh, that that added a a day to it for a two-week lockdown here in the Western Highlands. So we've been been on lockdown for a little while. Uh, With the lockdown, there's limited people that that, uh, are actually working. You know, we've got grocery store employees working, things like that. 
but our utility companies which aren't really really dependable anyway uh, come to find out PNG power which is our main power company here uh, they they only have one truck that's that's working right now in that truck they got one lineman one guy that watches the ladder and one guy that watches the truck so the reality of it is they pretty much have one guy working and we uh, tried to have an electrician come out chase down everything look at everything uh, he couldn't find the problem so we get PNG power to come in they they finally get here Pastor Charlie he went to town and sat for hours until he was able to talk to the supervisor explain our situation and they sent someone out to look uh, they told us what they would need and said that if we had it that they would repair it so me and Paul which is our daytime security guard we come down to the house we get the items we go back to the post where they're getting ready to do this and they had already left so by the time we get back they were gone and we still had no power so we call and they say that they're on another job already they can't come back but they'll be back later that day well later that day came and they didn't so by the end of the day they still hadn't showed up this was on a Friday so now we've been without power for six days uh, so it, it was just it was a mess uh, come to find out you know the the power line had 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 broken and we got another power another electrician to come in when he came in he told us exactly what the problem was the materials that we would need which we already had and when he climbed the pole come to find out during this windstorm all of the power lines had disconnected from the main power point when that happened it snapped the line on one side and actually caught on fire and melted some of the rubber that was around our power line and the the live power line was just sitting on a piece of wood on the top of a pole that was metal and if anything would have happened to cause that to touch the metal you know a kid walking by a person walking by that was to touch that pole it would have would have electrocuted him and i just thank god that he had his hand upon that pole had his hand upon everybody that walked by that pole and that no one was hurt the way things work in a country like papua new guinea is uh, if you own something or you have something on your property and it hurts someone else we don't have insurance we don't have anything like that what happens is they demand compensation from you uh, once they demand compensation you pay the compensation or things happen tribal fights happen they burn things down they uh, that they, they they get even instead of talking things out oftentimes we'll have have fights break out things like that but if something like that were to happen not only will we have you know someone being injured on our conscience but we would also have whatever the repercussions would be uh, from the people of the family of that person so we're just thankful that God kept his hand upon that pole and everybody walking by uh, we're thankful that that Pastor Charlie had a friend named Ramsey that was a uh, former PNG Power employee, and he was able to go up the pole, tell us what what was wrong, and fix the issue without anyone being hurt. Uh, luckily, we have a generator here on the property, which you know we we were able to run that for a long period of time. Uh, we actually ran the generator for seven days, 
and we was having to shut it off every day for a couple of hours just to let it cool off so that we could start it back up so we'd have our security lights at night had to run it overnight every night uh, for that week and we're just thankful that we had that so that we we're able to have our security at night so that we could see and keep everything uh, you know lit up where people wasn't trying to get on the property to take things or anything like that you know in a first world country you make a phone call it's fixed in a couple hours here it took us a week to get done but hallelujah anyhow it's done we we now have power if you hear a steady hum in the background as i record this podcast uh, we're still having a blackout and we're on the generator again but we're we've been able to have power probably for i'd say over the past nine days we have probably had power for 14 to 16 hours everything else has been on the generator uh, generator's not super cheap to to run uh, right now diesel is at a pretty high price we're at three kina 72 toya per gallon here in the highlands which is uh per liter so we're looking at about a dollar twenty per liter four liters per gallon so do the math that's what 480 per per gallon of diesel takes 200 liters to fill our drum which is 55 gallons and we are now on drum number three but again thank you Jesus for your provision thank you to all of our supporters that have uh, been able to, to help us through this you know, whenever we get our monthly giving, things are, are budgeted out. We're way over budget on diesel this month, but but thank you for our supporters that, that give us uh, support every single month. We're thankful for it. We appreciate it. If it wasn't for our supporters, we couldn't do what we do. Uh, along with PNG Power, we have PNG Water, which is something that we have occasionally, I guess you could say. With PNG water, they they really limit our our water, and we get it for a few hours a day. Normally, we have it in the evening and very early morning, but throughout the day, we normally don't have water. So, anytime we have power, uh, we we have water because we have tuffet tanks with Davy pumps, so that pumps the the water into the house, so that we can use that. But when we have no power and no water. We have no way of getting the water out of the tuffet tanks into the house because there's not enough gravity to do that. So no water, or, or I'm sorry, no power, no water. So if we don't have power coming, the water's not coming. And with us being so close to the airport, the reason that we've been told that, that the water is so scarce is because with us being this close to the airport, they feel that the airport needs water more than we do. So they will limit our water throughout the day. So the airport has plenty of water and we we have very, very little water throughout the day. During our conference, we had a lot of issues with the water. And whenever we had all of those people here, we had maybe three days uh, where we didn't have water. And then finally, on our final day of conference, the water finally came. So we had people going to the river and people going everywhere they could just to just to clean up and with us not having water it was pretty pretty awful for the people that were here because most of our plumbing here on the compound as far as the public 
areas go or public showers and things like that the the water is fed by city lines so whenever that's not coming there is no water in those areas so this is a good time for me to put in a plug for that new conference center uh, when we build that we are going to also be building uh, some new shower houses in the back that will be attached to the tuffa tanks that we're putting on the conference center that way whenever the water is not coming uh, we're going to be able to have water that is fed from the tuffa tanks into those areas so we're looking at getting two 10,000 liter tuffa tanks to go back there on the conference center so we're excited about that uh, be sure you're giving a dollar a day I think I say that almost every episode but make sure you're feeding into that dollar a day program because through our organization the dollar a day program is doing some great things if you had a chance to watch Bishop Carpenter's general address this afternoon or this evening whatever it is for you I watched it at 11 o'clock here in Papua New Guinea I know it was 9 p.m. Monday but we ended up me and Ezekiel watched it together at 11 a.m. on Tuesday so that's a little time difference there for you but uh, it was great he did talk about our world missions and our home missions program I'm glad to see our organization going forward it's time for us to arise amen so it's time for us all to to catch this vision and to arise and to rise up and do what God's called us to do so with that being said I'm going to leave you with that take it however you want but make sure you're doing your part we, we love and appreciate you. We're thankful for all the people that are speaking to our lives. All you pastors out there, we appreciate you. We love you. Thank you for all that you do. That poem at the beginning of this episode was dedicated to you, Pastor. So make sure you're listening to this. Make sure you listen to those words of encouragement. Make sure that you keep on doing what you're doing because you're the constant in our lives. And if it wasn't for us having pastors, we, we wouldn't be able to be the men and the women that we are. And we thank you. We appreciate you. We thank you for the tireless, tireless effort that you put in. We know that you are constantly, constantly there when we need you. And no matter who you are listening to this podcast, every person is accountable to someone. So if you say that you're your pastor, or you don't need a pastor, you need to you need to break open the word and get a greater understanding of that, because of regardless of who we are or how far from home we are. We all have a pastor. We all need accountability and we all report to someone. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you for your continued prayers and support. Make sure you uh, like, comment, subscribe, and rate this podcast. Share it with your friends. Hopefully we get some more subscribers over the coming weeks. Go to the ALJC World Missions website sign up for the dollar a day program you can also give to us there just drop down the bar and go to marshall-png and set that up for a reoccurring payment you can give any amount don't ever think that that one dollar doesn't go a long way if you only have a dollar to give by all means give a dollar so make sure you're supporting our missionaries not only me but the other missionaries in the field we love you we appreciate you uh, if you can't give that way, if you're not a member of the ALJC, you can also go to PayPal. Our email on PayPal is marshallministries at aol.com. Thank you. God bless.